Don't Skip This One is a music podcast. Music is played and then the host and or guest talk about it. It's really not very complicated. Don't overthink it. The music and the talking may be explicit. The jokes and the bits will be dumb. What's up, music nerds? Welcome to the eighth episode of Don't Skip This One, the one called Punk's Not Dead. This was inspired by two events happening kind of close together. So first, I was watching this video by Matt Cutshaw called Emo's Not Dead. Um, It was super funny. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, you should go check it out. But it was also awesome uh, to see people bringing back the emo days. I mean, that was peak high school for me. Um, and then the second one was, uh, a pin that my wife got me. Uh, I mean, I asked for it, but she got it for me. Uh, it was, it's a skull with a mohawk on it and the words punk's not dead. And it was just like the exact vibe I want to go for, for this, you know, just going into, into punk, punk revival, as well as existing punk bands that are still kicking, still making good music too. Not just like trying to live on glory days so and for some reason i decided who i could have on this episode was brady levitt aka your emo pop punk expert um i got my degree in to tell you a little bit about myself i got my degree in um pop punk studies um from the school of hard knocks definitely not a thing or a school of rock um as i as it's known that's for sure not um, no, but I, I like Zach. I I've always loved like this music. I constantly go back. I have like a, a playlist that I still use on my iPod Classic, where it is all the good pop punk emo screamo stuff from that that two thousands amazing era of of all that music. And so I will still listen to that weekly. It is it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we get started, how do you respond to comments that you're an incredibly deadbeat manager for Cody? So to start off, um, I would like to address the rumors that I am a self-proclaimed manager for Dak. For all those who haven't heard, um, on the last podcast, depending, last or a few podcasts ago, Dak is a talented artist who is a rapper. I've known Dak ever since third grade. I'm his self-proclaimed manager because apparently I don't do such a great job of promoting him. I mean, it took you a few days to promote this, the last episode. In my defense, it was a battle between wanting to promote Cody and not wanting to promote you. But How dare you? No, but um, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't, go check him out on Spotify. Amazing stuff. So, yeah. All right. Um... Okay, we'll talk more about uh, Brady and I guess just a little bit of background. I can't remember if I said when I talked to uh, Dak last time, Cody, but uh, me and Brady met at college. Um, We roomed together 
on a few different occasions, I think. Um, and three times, three different times, three different times. It's weird to think of. And yeah. anyways, so uh, as much as I hate Zach, he is one of my best friends. So yeah, same here. As much as I hate Brady, uh, he is technically one of my best friends. Like put a lot of air quotes around that. Um, all right, we're gonna get started. So the first one on our list, bringing back punk in a big way. Uh, I guess I don't know. I, I don't want to argue genre here because uh, I feel like a lot of people put a lot of different genres. It's like you could put. I, I feel like I've seen so many different kinds. Uh, ver- like in people arguing pop punk versus emo versus punk. Let's not get mired down in genre too much. So I guess you might call it pop punk, but. Olivia Rodrigo's Brutal, um, starting out her album this year. Uh, Let's listen to that one first. Okay, so that was Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, Now we're going to talk about kind of the two things I try and answer every episode, why we shouldn't skip this one, and our favorite lyric. Now, um, this is a brief reminder to Brady. uh, The don't skip this one mentality is, this comes from when uh, we would play songs on shuffle with my dad on road trips and he'd skip anything he didn't like and so you got to pick the ones that you're like I want to listen to this one you got to pick you know you only got a a certain few before my dad's like no way I'm not listening to you so it's like don't skip this one because it's important to me sort of mentality Um, the reason I love it is first of all Olivia Rodrigo's whole album for me is just completely unskippable start to finish. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I, when the album came out, I, my wife and I, we listened to it over and over and over again. And I love it because, like, there are some, there are some more of the Poppy songs on the album that are still really good. But, like, Brutal and Good For You have very much, like, classic Paramore vibes. Yeah. Especially Brutal's amazing. Good for you. Definitely has that that Paramore vibe, which yeah, is sure. almost why you know uh, probably for legal reasons to make sure she didn't get sued. But that's why she credited um, Haley that's Williams right. as a writer, just because it sounded very similar, in my opinion, not similar enough for a writing credit. Yeah, but, yeah. I but mean, I guess for legal cover, covering her ass legally is is fine. A fine, whatever she wants to do. But yeah, I agree with you. It's very Paramore like. Um, both of these songs off of her album. And this one, too, the thing I liked about it is that it has, on top of Paramore, it has a, that, almost that early, early punk. So punk, not pop punk, but the punk of, like, like the speaking, almost. Yeah, where it's not quite, like, polished singing. Not quite polished singing. Yeah. Um, almost the... Like institutionalized, but um, that's yeah, yeah. Where it's that there's the the really good guitar riff in the background, but then it's him speak singing about how he wants to, you know, needs to be institutionalized, and it's yeah. that same vibe almost of like you hear she does sing, but there's parts of it where it's that that rough talking. Yeah, and which I, is I really really like about the song. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. I love. Um, I mean, I love everything that 
Olivia Rodrigo's done so far. But Including High School Musical, the musical. I series. forgot she did that. Okay, I don't. I haven't watched it. As, she's a great singer, so I assume that she did good as a, singing. As a fan of both pop punk, screamo emo music, and all things Disney, everything's amazing. I can't verify that. Uh, okay, and one thing I did want to mention is it was such a good um, twist in expectations. Yes. For me, I, um, I listened to her single, Driver's License. I think she put out a f- couple more singles maybe before the album actually came out. I can't remember exact timeline, mm-hmm. but I know that I, I it was either you or uh, somebody else who said you should really listen to the whole album. Was, I, I remember I, it was it was last year you came up and I remember we were talking about new music and that's the one I remember recommending. It's like you need to listen to the whole thing because I do remember when Driver's License came out. I was like, oh, this is this is weirdly this is good, not weirdly good. This was good. Weirdly, it, because it's it felt a little bit more out of my wheelhouse of music I usually listen to. Right. It was, I mean, Driver's License, a really good song. And that's what I want to mention is, like, I had heard Driver's License. I was like, oh, cool, interesting um, take on pop almost. Like, very, very interesting effects and stuff like that. Um, and then I start the album, and this is the first one that comes up. is like, such a... Div- uh, Divert is divergence even the right word? It's such a like a, a genre sh- shift of what yeah, you were expecting. shift of what I was expecting completely. Um, and she brings it in even further in the fact that like the first few seconds is like the sad violin, and you're like, okay, this is just like driver's license almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, co- not copy and paste, but like same genre. And then all of a sudden, she's you. She says something. The first time you listen to it, you can't understand her, but she says like, I want to, I want it to be like messy. And then it, and then this just. Simple but very punk, very cool um, guitar riff. Well, and and going off of what you're saying with the the slow violin part, another thing it reminded me of is going back to you know the one of the greatest pop punk bands with especially you know one of the greatest pop punk bands, the greatest with a female lead is it reminded me of that Misery business with the beginning with that if you remember. Misery's business. It was the. It yeah. starts out with the the little orchestra bit of it playing, and then it stops, and then it goes right into the song. That's true. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely um, got some Haley Williams yes. uh, inspirations for sure. Um, I don't know about you. For me, my favorite lyric. Uh, I was trying to decide. They're all pretty good. Just as good lyrically as as from a punk um, point of view, but like when she says, "I hate every song I write, and I'm not cool, and I'm not smart, and I can't even parallel park." Mm-hmm. For me, it was like summed up the song of like the teenage angst. Basically, it's it's not a place I'm in anymore. Obviously, I have I am almost thirty. Shit. Um, and but I remember vividly, even past being a teenager, that angst of like everybody hates me. I hate everything I do. Everything sucks. And like the brutality of of. Um, brutality of like I don't know how life feels I don't want to say like teenagers have it hard but I also don't want to be like they have it easy yes like I get it teenagers do have it hard but there is there is blowing it a bit out of proportion when you're a teenager just I'm saying that in my own view like looking back I'm like it wasn't as dramatic as I thought things were but um that being said, like, 
absolutely great lyric. I don't know if you have a favorite one. So, it's hard to choose. Um, and like, the weird thing, and I've talked to, to friends, and I think I've even talked to you about it, with like, the whole emo scene that we both went through in high school with the songs and music. I I never really had too much of the teenage angst. But I was... But I loved the music anyway. So yeah. I remember like going to, to Warp Tour and in Vegas they've got like a mini Warp Tour called Extreme Thing that I used to go to all like every year yeah. uh, with Dak. Check out his newest single, Outlaw. Um, uh, we get it. You're his manager. <laughs> okay. Do I get credit now? No, but we would go and everyone would just be... This is remember this is I grew up in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas area, and these concerts would be in April, May when it is you know, that's the cool season and it's still pretty warm outside. So, I'd be wearing shorts and like a pink some pink shirt, like some something that just didn't look like it fit. Yeah. While everyone else is uh being nonconformist and wearing, you know, the the black corsets and yeah you know black jeans and yeah. black everything yeah yeah nonconformity um by being conformity um but anyway <laughs> like I and I never felt the the angst where I was like oh, I hate my parents I you guys suck you never love me. like I feel like I point is I still had I didn't have the teenage angst but I still loved the music but one of the the lyrics that I did like is I, I just lost it. I have it pulled up just because so, I want to get it right. Is the... I only have two real friends. Because I think we all go through that where like we see other people and see like... Wow, they've got so many friends. Especially, luckily, I didn't have to deal with that so much on social media. Facebook. I got a Facebook the last month of my senior year of high school. Like, it wasn't a thing. And then... Yeah. I, I more connect with this in my like early college years where you'd see people out hanging with friends and you're like I I only have two real friends like and and not like yeah I have two real friends but it's like I I feel like I should have more real friends yeah yeah where you it's that definite um teenage feeling of being forlorn about the fact that you have only two real friends where you're like I only man I only have like a few people that I really want to hang out with. I, I don't know. For me, I grew up and, and realized it's like, you know what? That's better than having... Having a bunch of friends that not don't matter, but like they're not going to be there for you when you need them to compared yeah, to like for sure. a close group of good friends that will be there. And I, I just... I like that because it resonated with early Brady. Yeah. Very good song. Um... Definitely don't skip it if it comes on. Listen to her whole album. Yeah, um, don't skip the album. If, if you have the yeah. chance, do not skip the album. Just listen to it all the way through. It is, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Um, okay, let's listen to you next. Uh, uh, it's called Lipstick, and it's by Willow. Um, Willow Smith, daughter of Will Smith. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. It's definitely, she's gone through multiple genre changes. Um so let, let's listen to Lipstick and then we can talk more about it.
was Lipstick by Willow. Uh, I think she does it all capitals, Willow. Um, and that's actually, it's Will Smith's daughter. Um, it's crazy to see her evolution because I remember when with my hair back and forth came out. Yeah. When she, I don't wasn't she like 10 or something crazy? Yeah, she crazy? was really young. Um, but I, um, when I, the story of why I listened to this song is because I, her, her song from, I think it's 2019 album actually is popular on TikTok and it's like, you can't avoid it. Um, and that was more R&B and then she released one, um, this one this year. I feel like I'm missing one in there. She released another album, but I mean, she went from I wet my hair back and forth to kind of this soulful R&B, um, and then she released this one that's all punk. Uh, I mean, uh, pop punk to just straight punk. Uh, I feel like this one's a little pop, a little slower, mm-hmm. but um, definitely still has a punk vibe. She has a, a one with Travis Barker on there that I think is the more popular one people might have heard. Um, but I really like this one. Um, she's a, she's a very good vocalist. Yeah. No, she, like, I think the thing I liked about the song is that, like, vocally, she, she got jiggy with it. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> so. Damn, Brady. <laughs> why did I invite you on this? She, you know. She may have been born in West Philadelphia. But. I can't. But I really liked the the punk sound to it. Thank you for talking about <laughs> actual song for just a second there. I just I, I had to get a, a, a fresh prince. That's fair. I should have expected it and somehow I didn't. I don't know what my problem is. It's um, fine. Like I I would have I would not na 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 have thought of it. I even know that. Oh, that's not... get jiggy with it. Oh, that's more get jiggy with it. Okay. That's more get jiggy with it. Okay. I, it's been so long since I've actually listened to that song. That, yeah. But I, I, I think, like, I'll be honest. This was the first time I've I've heard this song, um, and I really liked the the drums on it. It had that like heavier yeah. drum feel with the, yeah. the cymbal. It, yeah, it had that. I feel like that's more metal drum sound. Yeah, it's definitely more popular in um, metalcore. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I listen to a lot of, and so I really enjoyed it. But it's, um, but I mean, I wouldn't put it in a metal genre. It's just the drums. Yes, exactly. It's not a heavier, but that that sound, because that's really like that. A lot of that two thousands prime rock alt music the emo punk pop whatever you want to call it i know there's a bunch of different genres and stuff but to me it's it's all just amazing it's all just like 2000s alt where some of it might have more screamo some of it might be heavier some of it is lighter like a yellow card or a yeah like there's there's a a bunch in between that all it has the same feeling and so but i feel like a lot of that era um, were inspired by either punk, like early '90s punk, yeah, or the metal music, and they it kind of merged into what it is. 
Definitely. I and um I I like I like Willow's take on punk. Uh she does I mean, she's such a beautiful singer that she on um, this one, I can't remember the other songs on her album, but this one for sure, like she doesn't do the typical like punk I don't want to say punks aren't good vocalists, but like often they're like rougher, yes. I guess. You know, they're not trying as hard. And I'm not saying she's trying, she's just so naturally talented that like she just does this very haunting vocal um, very beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. vocal on top of a very heavy punk like sound. And it works. I mean, it works really good. Um, I, her, I listened to an interview with her. Um, and she's an interest, like the, the Smith family's interesting when you start talking about like their religious beliefs and stuff. She like talked about how their whole family's just constantly on the search for truth. And they're definitely one of those people who have read, all sorts of religious texts and are into like Buddhism and, and uh, like bits of every culture yeah. and stuff. And so sometimes you're reading into her lyrics and you're like, this can get really heavy. Um, and sometimes not as much, but like um, I really liked for her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I liked, I picked up was, and I'm looking at pain like my old co- close friend, open arms for her when I see her again. It's definitely, like, I would call that emo. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's poetic, but very sad, very uh, forlorn. Yeah. Uh, what did you like? I like the lyric, I think we live in a labyrinth that was created by my mind. Yeah, that was definitely one of the deeper lines. Yeah. Just because I feel like, you know, I we've all... I'm sure we've all thought that. Like, when you start thinking about, like, you know, stuff that's way beyond our own comprehension, you start, like, it kind of reminded me of that where, like, you start thinking about, like, you know, galaxies far, you know, expanding universes and, like, trying to just understand everything. Yeah. You you start doing that whole, like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the only thing real and everything around me is a projection. Yeah. We've all had that thought of, like... (laughs) The Matrix complex. The matrix, like, and so it's like I, it, I'm the thing that's real. Everything else is, is is just, made up in my mind. Is the simulation? That, it's a simulation in my mind. Yeah. I created all this. Definitely. And, and I think, so I, I feel like everyone's had a moment of like, maybe I, maybe I'm the only thing real. Yeah, and and that like I I don't I don't believe that, but who knows? I, I <laughs> but you're not discounting. I'm it. not discounting it. Like. But that's what like it, it reminded me of that 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 thought I've had, and it is yeah. it is that like existential crisisy angsty feeling that you get with a lot of pop punk. Yeah, definitely that that lyric was on the runner up for me because it was just a hit home of like, I yeah I completely agree with you. I feel like everyone's had that thought. Um, okay, let's move on um we're gonna listen to a newcomer in the punk genre it names kenny hoopla it's all one word um and song title is how will i rest in peace if i'm buried by the highway question mark slash slash so it just remember that that's a good that's I, that's typical punk right there that one's yeah. like typical punk super long name Yeah, I love it.
right. So that was how will I rest in peace if I'm buried by the highway? Question mark slash slash by Kenny Koopa. I got it all in one go. Um, and like you're talking about, first to just a start off, I I love the, the I like the title because the title has like that early like Fallout Boy, Fall, and yeah, Fallout Boy, Boy and Panic perfect. of the and Panic of the Disco, where it's like that super long like like one of my favorites it's not my favorite song it's my favorite title is like our lawyer made us change the name of the song yeah like, that one, like that stuff that great. is just like just super long and drawn out where it's like that that title like i know this title does show up in it it's but it, it's that that's yeah that it's really, not like, just really a long. one or two word it's not it's not brutal or any you know it, it's not yeah. just one word. It's most songs are like one, two words, not really even a phrase usually, or but, a short phrase if it is. But it was definitely like a time. I feel like um, Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco, like you were saying. And I can think of like um, some ones I listened to were uh, Four Years Strong. They did that a lot, um, but where it's just like this really long phrase, and that's such a pop punk early late two maybe late two thousands. Trying to think about that timeline earlier because I was okay. I remember I started listening to Fall Out Boy and Panic when I was 2004 2005. Okay, so yeah, earlier, yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, what I noticed was, um, or what we both talked about actually, uh, Brady mentioned it was that it had a Taking Back Sunday feel, very like his voice sounds a lot like Taking Back Sunday, and listening to it. It took me a second to realize, because it, it to figure out who it sounded like, but it has yeah. has a Taking Back Sunday um, voice. Like he's got yeah. that that same. I don't know what to call it, but right when you said it, it was like a moment of like, I ha- that's who it is. Like yes, it wasn't. It was like the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm like, and I wasn't necessarily consciously thinking about it, but definitely when you said it, I was like, oh, that's definitely yeah, like a. Taking Back Sunday. I also wanted to mention that going back even further, back to Joy Division, I believe they were 80s. Um, it has a, a little bit of that to it. Um, I think maybe the synthesizer gets into that. And a little bit of piano. That's maybe why it reminded me of Joy Division, but it has some of that feel. So, Zach, why, why wouldn't you want to skip this one? Um, well, first of all, it's very interesting drumming patterns. Uh a great punk voice. I mean, Ama- amazing, amazing punk, punk voice. voice. Like it, it wasn't, it, it was different than like the Willow and the Olivia Rodrigo where they have like, they, they, they have really good singing voices that yeah. then they try to make some more punk. This just sounded. Yeah. It sounds like a natural punk. Yeah. The uh, classic punk voice, I guess, but more classic. In the, I'd hate to say Ramones because he uh, he does have a good voice. It's just yeah. so punk. But well, like and, that, and, and like, I'm not. We're not saying that punk that that era didn't have good vocals. They had amazing vocals, but it, it, it it's the it's the lack of it's the lack of training. Yes, it's like just raw talent that may not come across as as sometimes not as pleasant to the ear, or just sometimes just not as um, like polished. Polished, yeah, not as polished. <laughs> And um, another reason that I love this song um, and why I wanted to bring uh, Kenny Hoopla, the song by Kenny Hoopla in, is because it's really great to see um, a lot more 
musicians who are black African American mm -hmm. um, in punk because you don't see a lot of it and especially during the actual time frame there was yeah. there wasn't a lot like you had um, kill switch engage yeah um, that you had like there really wasn't like there's a yeah. small few that I I know of and there's, then there's not a lot I know early hardcore and and this is the sucky things you have to listen to you have to go into your punk history because I would never have heard of them if I hadn't gone on a deep dive into punk history but Bad Brains is one of the first hardcore bands them and um I can't remember the name of oh Dead Kennedys mm -hmm. Dead Kennedys and Bad Brains were probably were one of the those two were like the first wave of hardcore but Bad Brains um I think they were banned a lot of places due to their like super far left lyrics or something and so they I feel like don't get the reputation that they deserve as one of the founders of hardcore but like there was an all-black band and they were um and another thing I learned is like in England I don't know if you know this or not like in England before punk shows they listened uh the guy that DJed for those and I think this was even pre technically you'd call him I, I don't know what they would call him but basically a DJ mm -hmm. is like we want to listen to some dance music that guy happened to be from Jamaica uh who's in the punk scene and so he would play reggae stuff and so like punk actually has a lot of uh culture in uh like black culture into it mm -hmm. um but not a lot of artists that you see at the forefront and so it's really cool to see kenny hoopla um representing and and i was telling brady like i've seen a few more um a lot of what i've seen is people who are established rappers going into doing a punk album or something like that um, and I feel really like, cool. and I feel like with punk and rap, especially depending, you know, like the types of, you know, different categories of rap, I feel like it's, there's a lot, it's an easier switchover because it's, you know, especially if you are like in that conscious, conscious rap scene, there's a lot more of like the deep yeah. feelings of like angst there compared to the pop punk, pop punk, like angst, emo -y. Yeah, I think it translates well. It it they they excuse me. It's definitely a lot of crossover uh, emotion wise. Um, and we did discover that we both have the same favorite lyric. So um, culture is so claustrophobic. Culture is so claustrophobic. Yeah, it is. It is one of the like that is that's that is emo right there to a T. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's. You know, everyone, everyone in the scene wanted to be non-conforming. They didn't want to be a conformist. And culture is so claustrophobic. Like, it is that nails yeah. what this genre is right on the head. It is it is peak punk, even predating emo, which, like, all the way back to the Stooges yeah. is what I take it to. Because the Stooges were born out of people who looked at the hippies and were like, screw that i am not i'm not a hippie but i'm also not like the 50s um like conformist to main society so it's like we're the counter to the counter culture yes like the most non-conforming that we can be so it's like punk is rooted in that and I, yeah culture is so claustrophobic was just such a perfect punk line amazing punk line um 
I I really liked this song. Yeah. Uh, this what this this song. Yeah. And I recommend he this album that it's off of, or I guess I think technically an EP, whatever. Um, collection of songs. This one's really good. Um, this is his self. Uh, is uh, released just by himself, but he also has one more recent that include Travis Barker, um, who's just all over the place doing uh, great stuff for reviving punk. But um, he does a whole album with Travis Barker, um, helping him out. And uh, of course, he Travis Barker does amazing drums. So the drums are on point but like that is also a great album too i um so kenny hoopla check him out for sure um okay and then i had brady suggest a few songs so we're gonna go to and so the i broke up the episode kind of into these first three were um new artists coming out in the punk scene or maybe new artists that are doing a punk song or punk, uh, punk feel song punk feel album. song yeah album for willow and now i want to talk about uh like i said in the beginning like punk bands that are still going whether they've fallen off your radar or not they are still making great music mm-hmm. um still uh great musicians and not reliving the glory day kind of musicians they're making new and interesting stuff um, so the first one we're going to listen to is Time Bomb by Angels and Airwaves. Uh, so let's do that now. Angels and Airwaves, and I, I chose I because Zach contacted me and was like, "Hey, I want to do this with you," um, and kind of gave me the rundown of what you were looking for, really, in songs. And yeah. I feel like Angels and Airwaves has always been really good. I I've been an Angels fan, Angels and Airwaves fan. I always love Blink One Eighty Two. I feel like recently Blink's hasn't been as good. As much as I love Blink-182, Blink's music hasn't been as good. Well, Angels and yeah. Airways have stayed a lot more consistent. So that's why and I feel like you couldn't have a pop-punk discussion without some bit of yeah a, a Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker. Travis Barker mentioned in there somewhere. and They definitely permeate the genre yeah there's a there's a there's a few bands and one of them we'll talk about in a bit but like in my mind there's like two bands that have been playing consistently like pre like punk into pop punk into like today like they've been going around forever and like i feel like i feel like blink 182 and angels that are you know blink 182 kind of angel and airwaves because of tom DeLong, they have like every I feel like every pop punk band had Blink One Eighty Two as one of their inspirations, and I know yeah. it's a different band. I understand that. Don't get don't get upset. Um, I I understand that they are two separate bands, um, but Tom DeLonge's music has inspired so many pop punk 
punk bands. Yeah, for then sure. It's you can't leave him out of the mix. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I and I wrote down a note and I thought of it because for me, that I could be wrong because I am not a music historian. I am not qualified mm-hmm. to even talk about this stuff. This is just for fun. But for me, like Tom DeLong, I would call him the godfather of punk. Uh, or no, not sorry, not punk of of emo. Yeah. I, I kept thinking that because in the back of my head I think of the Stooges as the godfather of punk. I think that one's more established. But like, for me, Tom DeLonge started out in Blink-182 uh, kind of before the split. They, their music started to go to this like, you could definitely see where where emo comes from stage. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely driven by Tom DeLonge where he's like, I want to go in this new direction. This is my understanding. Um, I'm probably might get some facts wrong, but it's like Tom DeLonge want to go in kind of one direction that ended up being Angels and Airwaves. And they're both good. Not disparaging either. It's just like he wanted to go in this new direction. And that direction, I think, tumbled into a lot more uh, a lot more of what emo became. Later and, emo, yes. Yeah, later yeah. emo. No, and I, I fully agree where it's... I still remember... I still remember the day... You know, I, I remember where I was... I was watching Fuse at my friend Meredith Gutowski's house, what a, like in middle school, maybe freshman year of high school. That is such a that is such a like you are talking about a specific time right there. A, a specific time watching Fuse because Fuse was I want I don't I think it's gone downhill just like MTV did. I don't like, know if Fuse, it's around or not. Fuse was the the pop punk like that alt rock station where we would watch like dedicate live all these different things and that's where i'd find new music i remember there was a like news segment and they talked like they just announced that blink 182 broke up and i was devastated i was like what do you mean they just broke up they just put out blink 182 this is an amazing album what's going on yeah but like newer it like it angels and airwaves is so cool just in the the weird experimental sounds that they that they have while still being in that same genre um like i loved everything is magic the adventure was amazing and so this this song yeah. very much reminded me of the adventure oh yeah for sure this is great i, I love tom DeLong's um experimentation what what he's um done with angels and airwaves it, it's um it, for me, I was I was on the side of, and I was a little younger. Um, well, I mean, in general, I'm younger than you, but which we forget. But like, I'm a couple years younger, and so like, I wasn't, I think, fully aware of like Blink One Eighty Two maybe breaking up, and then like all it's just all of a sudden there was this new Angels and Airwaves, and I was like, not into it, and I was like, no, this is weird. I like Blink-182 more. I think that's they're a foundation for me on music. One of the earliest bands I listened to, mm-hmm. um, thanks to my older brother. Like, I think them and Linkin Park were like earliest bands I ever listened to. And so um, for me, it was like, I don't want Blink-182 to break up. I So I'm going to stick with the majority maybe is what my thoughts were. I can't. Yeah, we're talking no, think, about think, so many years ago. I think we all had that same thought. Yeah, but looking back, you're like, Man, Angels and Airways was absolutely great music. Like Tom DeLonge was still, 
and, and almost and it might have been a little bit ahead of its time i know i'm not saying it wasn't like super popular then but like i feel like going back you're like more into it than maybe you were at the time because he was looking uh his tastes were a little bit ahead of where everyone else was at not always a bad thing um and and i feel like i have more come to realize how much i like angels and airwaves so i i was on that blink way too like i like the adventure i like everything's magic but i had a hard time because i was like he's splitting up the band and it's been more recently that i've i've gotten into angels and airwaves uh, thanks to one of my friends um dre wagner she she's been an angels and airwaves fan since almost the beginning yeah dre correct me if i'm wrong but um she's been a fan ever since the beginning and it would have been two three i actually don't know how long it's been 2019 whatever whenever 2019 was the pandemic i don't know what time it is anymore right i'm Time I, I, is time is absolutely meaningless. Yes, it's just one long. But in 2019, um, we went to a Angels and Airwaves concert. Yeah, and okay. it was it was amazing. So much fun, and hearing Tom DeLonge talk more about his personal life and stuff like that because he he mentioned because there was a while where he got painted as the crazy alien lover, like got painted as crazy, all this stuff. And he kind of came out more and was like, no, I'm not crazy. I just believe in aliens. Just like most of you do. And like, he's like, I'm not insane. And then he started talking about stuff. I was like, oh, you're not insane. Like Rolling Stone, like I remember reading a Rolling Stone article that made him, that painted him to be like nuts. And then like actually like hearing him talk about it, he's like, no, I'm not like, they wanted to paint me as the bad guy. And and the good thing about that concert too was he talked a lot about like he did this whole little like breakdown set where he played Aliens Exist and a few Blink and like I Miss You like he did like a little medley of Blink One Eighty Two songs oh cool. but it's just him like acoustically it was yeah. the coolest thing and he talked about it he talked about the breakup and how he wanted to go a different direction and like there was animosity at the time but right. like it makes me as a you know a fan of for years feel so much better because he talks about how they are actually friends again like yeah because and i think that's the problem with 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 you know a lot of bands because you forget like yeah you know they're all friends they they love hanging out together they but then they're it's also a job for them and you forget that like it's even if you work with your best friend they're gonna do something career-wise that you're like what are you doing like you just messed up my, you know, my project I'm working on. Yeah. Like in our own basic, like engineering, construction, teaching, whatever job you have, like, yeah, it's tough to like. It's it's hard to mix that friendship and work, business and business, yeah, yeah. and friendship and business, relationships and business in general. It's it can be really hard. People who do it well are always. I'm, I'm always in awe of them because me and my wife have agreed. It's like, cause we'll watch what well, this is. Every time I mention it is every time she watches, um, like those fixer upper shows where it's always like this couple fixing stuff up. And then like the, as soon as the episode finishes, I feel like I'm on, I'm a broken record. I'm always like, I love you so much. I am never working with you. I cannot go 
24-7 with the same person, like, that in itself is, like, I can imagine why people go and break up in bands. Like, yeah. I, I, growing up, I think there was a moment where I realized, it's like, oh, if I spent 24-7 with someone, for sure I would not want to work with them for yeah. a while and then be cool, maybe. Like, I think, it, you know, like, I know that we, like, we've been best friends for 10 years. Yeah. We've only had... Like one fight, you went camping by yourself. You had to get away from me for twenty four hours, and then we're good afterwards. Yeah, and then we were like, good. but like, we weren't around each other twenty four seven and working together. Like, I just, I can't they, even imagine what that would be like. And so, like, yeah, bringing money into it is always weird, and it's hard. It's hard as fans to understand that. I think it takes um, some life living, which you don't get as a teenager, and it, it, and I think I was preteen. Yeah, even so it's like you don't get why this happened and i think for me that's why it almost feels blink 182 and angels and airways always felt political yeah and it's just like it hurts it, it hurt so many people because they were so popular and it shouldn't have yeah because and, they just split and did all did great music and, in my opinion and it makes but it does make me feel better as like an avid listener when you hear bands that like you know because blink 182 split up and then after Travis Barker got in that plane crash, right. they got back together, and then they split up again. But like, more uh, there, there's I've seen a few bands that they've either broken up or gone on like a, you know, a pretty much a long term hiatus, and then seeing them being able to come back later. Um, like one I remember was it was a um, Escape the Fate. It was a lot more emo screamo. Um, yeah, the singer had like the lead singer went to went to prison because he was there when someone got murdered you know good old screamo music yeah he was in prison nice. escape the fate kept doing their own stuff hired a new band a new singer they wrote their own record and then um in that record i feel like they trashed him and then he got out of prison formed his own band falling in reverse and then like completely every song was about every single escape song yeah and like they hated each other and then it was a few years later where they had a, a bury the hatchet tour where they were like you guys we've been we were first friends before we started this we need to get over yeah. this and just be friends again and so they did a whole tour together and where both bands played together and it was amazing because like you know the news like on some of the really popular old stuff like situations i remember um ronnie Radke came in and like sang and like Max Green, the the bassist, would come in and play some of the bassist songs on, oh, and Fong Reverse, yeah. and they would just like, you know, it just it, it it was you know nice. It like, it's cool to see when bands are able to like, get over that hump. Like Paramore is another great example where like she yeah. came out and was like like, go check it out. Another one that I would never skip is, um is their Paramore's newest album. And, like, she came out in some interviews and was pretty much like, I was a stupid 20-year-old. Like, when the band started breaking up and then and then with the, the newest album, um, she came back and, like, brought some of the members back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, they had this whole, like, I was an idiot. She was like, this was on me. I was an idiot. That's why the band pretty much, like, everyone split up. Yeah. Because... She let the fan get to her head, and then, but the, the newest album has been amazing, right? So it's it's always good to see 
that kind of stuff. And I definitely think we're past that era, but it was definitely an era um, for Angels and Arrows and Blink-182. Let's quickly talk about favorite lyric. Um, for me, I really like the imagery, letting the wind blow through broken glass, washing ashore with no life in the raft. Definitely like um, a very descriptive, very uh, like paints a picture for me of, of I don't know, just, I mean, a sad scene, basically. Yeah. But, like, um, it was very interesting, though. All of the lyrics are very, um, I would say they're pretty deep, and and um, you might not necessarily get that from the music, which is, I always love that when they're kind of, it's like a, a little bit more up-tempo, but you did, did dive into the lyrics. I always like when there's a little bit of um, a difference there. Mm-hmm. I think mine was just the your heart is like a time bomb. Like, just the, the main part of the song, just... Like, like the lyric is great, but I just love how he sings it because the way he said he sings "bomb" has that blink. Like it, it that is the way he sings the word "bomb" is is exactly how Angel and Airways has always sounded. Like it's that yeah, it like lyric like lyrically it's an amazing lyric, but just melodically it is it that would that word. The way he sings it would define them, in my opinion. Yeah, he definitely Tom DeLonge. Um, he definitely has a distinct voice. Yes, and, and, I, and that's where you really hear it, it is bomb. Yeah, there's certain words. Um, okay, let's move on. We're gonna listen to now uh, another one by Brady called uh, "Scavengers" by Thrice. So that was Scavengers by Thrice. Um, I chose this song because Thrice has always been one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, I've loved them really since I started getting into this type of music. Um, so I was while we were listening to the song just now. I was telling Zach a little bit about like the first times I you know the first things I I listened to as a kid and like I grew up like my dad would listen to Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day a lot of Green Day. Um, and that's when I started to kind of find my own music taste. And then because of that, it got me into this scene. Cause that's kind of what we all felt in two thousands is, is this type of music. Yeah. And so I got into thrice early on. Um, I remember listening and early on for me in the scene and it was their third album by that time. And it was an album called, um, artists in the ambulance one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, and I think the thing I love about Thrice is lyrically what they can do. Like they've had they've had albums where it's called the Alchemy Index where they have they split up into four different like almost EPs. So there's not as many, it's not a full out track listing, but yeah. four different EPs into like a compilation of music where the songs are either related to earth, wind, fire, or air. Earth. Oh, okay. Water, not wind. Water, okay. Water. I was thinking earth, wind, and fire. Earth, yeah. water, fire, air. 
I had to think of Avatar for a second. <laughs> no, but and so all their songs, like their fire songs, were a lot more heavy, like a lot more explosive. Yeah. Um, the water was lo- like it, it. The songs related to it. Um, they they use a lot of really cool imagery in um, in that artist and ambulance album. Mm-hmm. They have a song that is the whole song is about Icarus flying too close to the sun. Oh, cool. Um, it's called The Melting Point of Wax. So it's oh, it's cool. like, yeah. you know, it talks about the, 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 the chorus is like the melting point of wax means nothing to me. Yeah. Because he's flying, you know, it's, he, they do a lot of really cool, um, like biblical imagery and mm-hmm. um, like old mytholo- mythological imagery, like stuff like that. Yeah. And they, and that's, I have always liked them the lyrics because they paint such good I guess like images in my mind um, so my f- my favorite it was just the very beginning is the overhead are those angels or vultures heavy wings and the hum of decay like yeah. it because the song's about you know like it, the song's called scavengers and it immediately makes you like puts you in that like there are scavengers overhead like it yeah and they're definitely exploring a, um, similarities and differences between these, like, angels or vultures. If you're, it, like, the, the, that lyric to me almost evokes, like, oh, I'm in the desert and I'm, I can't quite see. And it's something with heavy wings that you can think of as an angel. Or they could be vultures circling you because you're about to die. Exactly. Um, it's very interesting. I, I love the lyric... Um, skew and smother the light of the day every word is a dissonant whisper and I, I can't exactly put a finger on it but it's just like they're they're blocking the light of the day you can you know if you're if they're vultures you their screeching is is it would uh, mess with your mind or like if they're angels then this dissonant whispering um, I, I believe if you like whenever angels appear in in the bible it's always it's always kind of actually scary like mm-hmm. they're looked upon i think a lot of times as like these um uh save savior like beings but um a lot of times in bible they're actually like the first thing they say is like don't be afraid don't be afraid because immediately you're terrified no and and i really love that yeah, no, and, uh, like, that's, I think that's my, that's, I've always just loved Thrice. Like, Thrice has been one of my favorites, and, yeah, the just the imagery they can paint in their songs has always been amazing. Um, and then, I just have always loved the sound of Thrice. Um, yeah. I, in middle school, high school, I, I was a drummer, like, I played in, like, the band and played drums and stuff, but then I, you know, for a little bit, I was in a, I was in a garage band um we oh, we nice. had like we had one original song that had no lyrics and Perfect. and we played smells like teen spirit like we had that and, that and then maybe one other song we just peak peak, peak high school band right there it was well it was eighth grade like we were oh, like oh, it was even so cool but um i've always loved the sound of thrice to the point where what i i remember trying to get my drum set to sound like the drum set, like the, the Thrice's drummer's drum set. 
Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, Thrice has always been one of my favorites. See, I've seen them a could, few times live. You could say you like them thrice over. I, I could, yes. Thank you. I'll see myself out. But no, I. And they they've recently started coming back again, and that's this is why I chose them because they were really big for a while, and then they they split up. Not even a we hate each other, but I think I think touring just got to him. I know the lead singer; he is very much introverted. Like, and yeah, it, you know, it would take a lot out of them, and so, um, yeah, what heard of that? Then they, uh, it would have been, to me, it's more recent, but it's 2016, which is about five years old, which in band terms is pretty recently. If you're looking at bands from yeah. early 2000s, um, they came out with a new uh, an album, and I fell right back in love with it. And then they just released this album, and it's it's amazing as well. And so it's, Thrice is, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I recommend Thrice to anyone who... Really wants to get into, they're they're more on the like post hardcore, emo, screamo side of yeah of the music. If to anyone who is were like, I want to try to get into this type of music, I would reckon after you've gotten tried listening, you know, after you're doing Green Day, Blink One Eight Two, if you're doing some of that stuff, give the rights a listen. Like, they are amazing. Yeah, and I'll have to check them out because we were talking. Um, is I usually listen to the songs in between uh, along with you guys, and so we were listening with, to it, and we were talking a little bit about this, but like, um, it's weird how we're just two years, two years apart, two years apart, and like, thrice was just before, or like, I just missed the boat on that, or like, it might just be who I hung out with, like they didn't listen to thrice, so I didn't. Yeah, you know, there's certain bands that that. Um, it's so heavily dependent on who you hung out with and what what year uh, you were born in almost. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because there are, like we've said, we've said many times already in this podcast, but there are bands like Green Day and Blink-182. There's, like, there's a few bands that covered almost Everybody. all the bases. Yeah. And then from there you'd have people who... Like more of the Fall Out Boy sound, or the Reliant K sound, or the Thrice, yeah, Thrice yeah. sound almost, yeah. So Thrice, I'm, I'm, I haven't listened to it as much, but um, off this song, I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to check out more of them. But this was a, a, a great song, great example of um, punk not being dead because they're definitely a punk sound, and they're still um, making great music, uh, and and not. I mean, you'll have to speak for this, but not exactly, not the, like, just repeating. Yeah, and, and that's one, days. that is one thing that Thrice does really well, is continuously updating their sound. Yeah. There's been, there's bands that I've, you know, we could have put on here that were in that same genre. Like, one is uh, Silverstein. I love Silverstein. Mm -hmm. They had some amazing albums. But it got to the point where each album started sounding exactly the same. Exactly the same. So I yeah. stopped listening because it was like it it sounds like the last three albums. Like why would I yeah. need to listen to this when I already have been listening to this? Like it yeah. thrice I remember there was a big change between Artists in the Ambulance and Viesu. Okay. And then Viesu went and changed even more for the Alchemy Index. Like 
Yeah. And they constantly are growing. And that's what I love about bands is when they can change up their sound and grow and become better musicians instead of just... It's, yeah, it's this delicate balance of keeping the heart of the band exactly. and the sound without just repeating what you've done before. Yeah. Not every band can do it, but when they do it, it's it's magic. Yes, for sure. Okay, um, and then the next one is one that I recommended. This is off a band. I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. If not, though, uh, A Day to Remember. I love them. Um, they've been around... I think they were around maybe late 2000s when they started. Late 2000s. Like when they got big. When they least. got big for sure. It was late, like late 2000s. 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. In that. Um, and they've been consistently releasing music, so I wanted to include them. Um, 2008, 2009, 10 was when they got big in my small town. So if anyone's listening and they were like... they Do not... We are not experts. We are not experts. <laughs> I'm just, just going off of my personal memories. That's when they yeah. got big in Logandale. Yeah, they Logan, could. We could have Logan been two years behind the times. I don't know. <laughs> I know that was when they when I heard about them first. So who knows? That, that might have been. Um, I could do research, but I often don't. Anyways, this one's "Brick Wall" by A Day to Remember. It's off an album that just got released this year. Let's listen to it. <laughs> Some call it karma, some call it fate Laws of attraction, take on new weight I sit in silence, and hope for change Reckless abandon Okay, so that was Brick Wall by A Day to Remember um, The one I brought to the table as one of the bands that um, still bringing out good music for me. So I started listening to Data Remember. Um, it was like senior year for me of high school. Uh, I told a friend like, "Hey, I want some more screamo stuff. I'm not sure where to look." And he gave me a Data Remember and the Devil Wears Prada, which are two very different bands when you come to think of it. And both are very amazing. Yeah. Um, both are very much more hardcore. So hardcore that some people in this room have even gotten kicked out of. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> even gotten kicked out of shows featuring one of the two bands you just mentioned. That was so dumb. So we went to a Devil Wears Prada concert. Um, was it yes, Devil's that... Prada August, August Burns Red? Uh, no, it wasn't August Burns Red that time. I don't remember who okay. was headlining, actually, unfortunately. Um, but I did talk about earlier. Yeah, I talked about my other concert experience with them. I've been to like two or three, I think, with them. Um, so this was one with Brady. The one I talked about earlier was like in high school. It was with my other friend. He got up on stage and knocked a bunch of stuff off um, on accident. But anyways, so I love, I love being... Well, no, no. I should say I loved. I formerly, I am too old to be in the pit anymore. <laughs> but so painful anymore. So painful. I would wake up with a broken back. Um, but like I used to love it. Um, and so we were at this venue in Salt Lake City, and Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City is just a like, it's just a crapshoot whether or not it's gonna be a chill venue or not. I feel like some of them are just like 
yeah, we'll play any band, but we don't know how to handle the crowd at all. And I feel like this was one of them where it was like, yeah, sure, Devil Wars, Prada, whatever, you like can pay the fee, go for it. And then as soon as people started to mosh, they like, I didn't realize, I thought they were just like going in and calming it down, but like they were kicking people out, I'm pretty sure. Of, and, a, of a Devil Wears Prada show. Of a, like, of, it wasn't even like, hey, it's Reliant K. Just calm down calm, a little bit. Calm down a little bit. No, it's, it's Devil Wears Prada. It's music for moshing, for sure. Getting, like, stage driving, all of that. It is, and it was, and it was small venue, too. It was like Very, a packed room. Well, because it, it's like an old house-looking thing that they yeah, turned out. it was, <laughs> it was definitely a, a early 20s venue. I would not, if I heard... If I remembered even what that venue was, and it's I called heard, in the venue. Was that in the venue? Yeah, oh, they put on some real shitty shows that we went to. Um, <laughs> so terrible. But yeah, so they. I went up there. One of my favorite songs. Um, I didn't even start the mosh pit. Definitely, it was the person next to me. And um, I, just, I mean, and, and okay, for those who have not been in mosh pit, it's literally just shoving. Like it's not. Like I well, joke unless, about how and, old. Unless you're in. In in Utah, it is a little bit more hardcore in, in Utah because you have, have a bunch of like yes. you, have a, you have a bunch of like thirteen year olds who are like oh this is my chance to finally get out my anger and fight. Where most mosh pits are like oh you, if someone gets pushed down, they pick them right back up. Yeah, it's it, there. There has there has been quite a few in Utah I've been to where it's like throwing punches, throwing punches, not necessarily at anyone, but you're definitely connecting, which is not okay. Yeah. And so what mosh pit's supposed to be, and what this was, it wasn't throwing punches yet. It was like, it was just shoving. You're in basically like shoving in a circle. You're being, it's almost just being like passed around. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's not a big deal. And all of a sudden there's this guy and he says, you need to calm down. And I, so Devil Wars Prada was, I can't believe we're telling this story and this isn't even the band we're talking about. But the Devil Wars Prada... It, it, it fits in with this theme. That's fair. The Devil Wars Prada um, was... It was like my choice. Brady was kind of tagging along and not necessarily... I didn't really... I, I not never like a huge fan, but I never whatever. listened to their music really. And so Brady was... Uh, I think you were holding my jacket or something. <laughs> I was in the back because you're like, I'm going to go in the pit. I was like, fine. I don't really know. So I just hung out in the back near the... And yeah. it's a small. So Zach wasn't that far back. Right, that and was so probably twenty feet away. From and and so, so let let me finish because this is where it gets good. <laughs> I'm sitting in the back, and then I lose Zach. I can't see him, but you know it's a it's packed. And then I get a text from Zach like, "Hey, I got kicked out." And in my mind, I think, "Oh crap, he got knocked out. He he like it was a auto correct from kicked out to knocked out. I got knocked out." I was like, "Oh no, where are you?" He's like, "Like, are you okay?" He's like, "No." I got kicked out of the show. They threw me out. I'm outside. It was so dumb. <laughs> and it was, it, yeah. I can't believe, I still can't believe, it still makes me upset to think about. They were like, you need to cool off. And it was, it was snowing. It was snowing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was snowing remember. cold. It was mid, it was like, I think it was February. They shoved me out. I am not dressed, if, if anybody who knows me, I'm not dressed like anybody else in that show. I don't look hardcore. And I'm and I like I said I enjoy moshing just the pushing yeah. and the and it's just like I'm not I'm not I I didn't deserve to be kicked out I did not but you it did was, but I did get kicked out of a concert um the other uh the other memory I have is like a date of 
specific to a day to remember. So let's get back to the song. Yeah, we we'll get back to the day to remember. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I just I feel like the whole world. Stories. It is because <laughs> I, I just like us at a concert. We we are not the type of people who could get kicked out of a concert. Like we're yeah we're not like what, insane at all. No, like any concert, like. I, I can't imagine any genre of concert and us getting kicked out of. The only one I can see is maybe like, I don't know, a Disney concert and I freak out too much. Something like that. Yeah. You well, know. yeah. They would be concerning for the children involved. Uh, your reaction would be... <laughs> but... Anyways. Okay. Continue. So, one of my favorite high school bands is they to remember then. I, I mean, it was senior year of high school, but still, like, I fell in love with them immediately on this thing. Um, they... One of one of the concert experiences I was going to talk about is like that's the biggest crowd rush I've ever been a part of, um, and crowd I I don't think I've ever heard of crowd rushes killing people until Astro World, which just happened. We don't have to dive into it too much, but no, like I just I'm, wanted to mention like I did not know those could be deadly, but I guess it was because they took like none of the precautions that you yeah, usually take. And because uh, my my actual degree, I know I said it's in in punk. Um, yeah, music, whatever bullshit but, you made up. Yeah, but it is. I, I did get my degree in like event and venue management, hospitality, like a whole. It's a, a crazy cool degree, but I remember learning about like venue management and learning about some of the crazy things that happen with like, um, like rushes at like stadiums and concerts, and oh, yeah. like, I think the it's like the like there. I think there's. I think it was a Who concert. Where it was like six people died or something. That's fair. And they it, were early on. And, and, it, and it was before they really understood how to do it. Yeah, so that's why at concerts you you'll always see. Um, there's that because of the those early seventies ones. Most concerts, and I, I don't know Astro World or anything. I haven't looked into. It, but like that's why yeah. there's always that they have like a, almost like a ten foot gap between the barrier and the mm. stage. Because if it starts getting too much, they the that's why they have security there to pull people up and send them around the sides. Um, yeah. So the crowd rush I had been a part of was the big one. Was a day to remember where I was like, I had gotten there a little late, and so I wasn't very close to the stage. And the band started, and all of a sudden I was halfway closer to the stage than I was. Like whatever distance it was, I was half that distance all of a sudden. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought for sure it was packed, and I was very wrong. And th- I think that's why crowd rushes can be dangerous, is because like all of a sudden you're just trying to shove everyone as close as possible. I've I've seen people getting like, uh, like, like I'm if, a big guy, and I I've, I've I'm a big guy, and there's been times where there's been a, a a rush where I'm I feel like I am picked up off the ground, and I, like yeah, like you definitely could where, be like, like like almost picked up, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I digress. Let's talk about Brick Wall. Okay, Brick Wall, Date Remember. So, I really like this song. I also, I I started listening to Date Remember. It would have been my freshman year of college. It, it brought back all those, those early, the, like, early college memories of, of Date Remember. Um, I really like their sound. And their sound, it... It sounded, it sounded different than old day to remember, but it almost felt, in a good way, like more pop punk. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what on this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, 
I've always liked the day to remember. They have definitely had an interesting trajectory. I've been so into them. Um, a, a big fan since uh, I listened to them. And so, like, I they didn't, they definitely have this trajectory where they were doing a certain style of music that was a lot more pop punk with some hardcore screamo mm-hmm. mixed in. Um, I mean, they have one of the best breakdowns. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, off their album. Oh, what's that? Album? Homesick. Homesick, yeah. Homesick, I think it's. Is it I'm made of wax, Larry? What are you made of? I'm made of wax, Larry. It's I'm made of I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? And there's a, a part where it breaks down, and it goes like heavy screaming. Yeah. But he coughs where it's like he's clearing his throat, and it goes, <clears throat> and then it breaks down. It right. is it is one of my favorite. I will cough along with that every time for sure. And you know, and I feel like it was a genuine cough. Like there are times where. Artists. I was gonna ask, like, what it, it, what would your opinion on that sort of cough be versus like a Kevin Bessie cough that was maybe that felt, mentioned in the last episode? that one felt a lot more genuine than like right. a, a fake cough or you know like I, I like when artists commit to the sneeze or the cough right Kevin. so like what you're saying uh, what you heard it here second folks well no first for Brady. Brady, Dax manager, calling out Kevin Bessie on his authenticity of music, saying he has no no integrity. Man, this is crazy. This podcast is crazy. It's been a car so crazy. Beef. Okay, so but what? What? <laughs> we're getting so distracted. Yeah, this is. Um, we're getting near the end, and now we're just getting. <laughs> we're getting so far off track. Okay, so brick wall. And so their trajectory has been like a lot more on the pop punk side when they were in a label, and then they went independent. And I felt like it was a half and half album where like not necessarily split half and half, but just like every other song almost was pop punk and then way more hardcore mm-hmm. screamo. Um, and then I think the last album before this one was a lot more screamo. And then this one's back to it has it's like a, I feel like for me, this one was like straight punk song for this one. But they definitely have they've definitely been a band that rides that pop punk hardcore line really well like they do yeah. it well some bands don't manage it but they've always done for me they've done awesome um one of my favorite lyrics um i liked some call it karma some call it, this is right off the beginning some call it karma some call it fate laws of attraction take on a new weight like very clever wordplay um you know talking about and the and the songs about you know, like we're headed for a brick wall. We're we're coming up. We're just doing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I don't know. Did you have a favorite lyric? Mine, mine is this is a cycle. This is a curse. Almost yeah. going along with that same thought of like, yeah, we, we've gotten cyclical. This, it's a curse. Like we we can't seem to get out of it. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very and it's a very good song. Um, definitely go check out that whole album. Is mm-hmm. is really well, well done. Um, and if you do start really liking liking a day to remember and you think and you've been, you're you're like an avid listener and you want to also see what Cody McCracken looks like and what I look like in 2008 <laughs> go check out YouTube and just search <laughs> if it means a lot to you and Ziploc fresh Z I P L O C fresh <laughs> cuz we used to do make music videos in high school and 
I remember listening to a Data Remember song and having like seeing the music. It was one of the coolest experiences because I, I don't I like being able to have these creative outlets. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the music video in my head and then trying to like transcribe that to like us just making a crappy music video yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, if I, I may go and take a screenshot of that. Just yeah. to post, we'll see how motivated I am. Um, cause I'm technically on vacation, but you know, whatever. Yeah. This is a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Now the, uh, other band that we've been talking about a whole lot. Uh, this was one suggested by you. Yes. It's going to be green day and it's from their newest album. It's going to be fire ready aim. Yeah. Great song. Let's listen. this year right yeah it was very very new um um so we've said it before but like green day blink 182 i I would say those two kind of started pop punk yes because i feel like i feel like both of them start off in the punk scene yeah and they were like there are bands that have evolved but i feel like those were the most successful ones that evolved from like traditional punk Punk kind of gr- um, grunge, yeah. To to, uh, to that, pop punk. I mean, def- I think I think for a lot of people, they they cr- those two created pop punk. Yes, because you know, and I think the two like if we're talking about both those bands, the two like that I would say defined the getting into that pop punk emo albums. Like they, you see, like it slowly transitioned from like you know, for example, Blink One Eight Two with like Anima the State into take off my pants and jacket yeah and then into blink 182 i feel like that is the emo of the albums they have yeah and just sure. like with green day you have like um nimrod and uh Kerplunk yeah. and uh dookie like dookie. dookie's old but like you see yeah. them slowly kind of get into that when then they get into american idiot and american idiot definitely has that like emo, emo yeah, feel I mean, with like mm-hmm holiday wake me up when september ends like and i think i know it's not talking about this song specifically but american idiot in my opinion is like one of my all-time favorite albums of all time i said all time like twice but that's fine yeah um i just love how that album it is that rock opera it's like yeah it is it's not even just a concept album it goes further into it being like oh like a concept album of, you know, like I would say My Chemical Romance, like Welcome to Black Parade, is verges on like a rock opera. Yeah. But it feels bit. a little bit more, it's a little bit more um, concept just than concept. it is just like mm-hmm. it's that one level below where American Idiot has like the actual character names. Like you have What's mm-hmm. Her Name? saint jimmy um jesus of suburbia like you have like actual characters 
that will play into each other's eyes. And like, I, I've been listening to Green Day. Green Day is one of the first bands I really started listening to, mm-hmm. even as like a child. My dad loved Green Day. I listened to it all the time. Um, yeah. And when American Idiot came out, like that was right around the like I would have been fourteen. I was fourteen. 13, 14 when that came out and that's right when I started like discovering kind of my taste in music instead of just listening to what my parents have always listened to that's when I really started creating my own taste in music so uh, that American Idiot concert was the very first concert I've ever been to oh wow so they've been around been around for a while Um, yeah and so I really I like I, I've always loved Green Day. Um, and I love how they're still making music. They've always been one of my favorite bands. And Zach and I were talking about it. Like, they're, they've been... Uh, like, out of most of the bands that we listened to in high school, they seem to be the most consistent with always releasing new music. Yeah. Like, they're, um, they're prolific in how much they release. I, I can't... I guess I could look up the exact facts but i feel like yearly they're releasing something yeah because they they've had like they had american idiot and then a few years later i remember they came out with the 21st century breakdown yeah they had the uno dos trace they had Mm -hmm. um radio radio rebel that's a revolution radio revolution radio don't think we're smart we pulled this up yeah um let's go into their and then the the father of all yeah oh uno's Oh yeah, Udo's, yeah. Those Trace was three different albums. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Father of All Motherfuckers. That was last year. Is that what this is off of? Yes, that's right. Pirate Earth. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think I, I think they I think they also edited it for um, consumption, where it's just Father of All. Oh, it's just Father of All. I think they just they call it Father of All. You know. Yeah. So it sells easier, but. <laughs> um. But yeah, they're they are. When I think of bands, it's like that that um, are like punks not that that evoke punks not dead to me. I feel like Green Day comes to mind for sure. Um, where Blink One Eighty Two um, split up, and so they're still the three members are punks not dead to a T. Where they've like been punk their whole lives and yes. have have continued um, into this kind of little mini revival now. Um, Green Day has had the fortune to stay together and um well to my knowledge i'm not super into their mm-hmm. but, but like no major split up yep um and green day has stayed together and continued to release music and build on their musicality i mean to i mean who knew the people that made nimrod and kerplunk would make a rock opera like America exactly Media. like they they continue to surprise and innovate and are fantastic um i they green day for me um i may not be as super a fan of blink when like if you if you have me choose between blink and green day i would probably go blink 182 but i love everything from green like that's it's like why would you give me that choice like i yeah, love no, all of I, and i i feel you and if i had to choose between the two of them i think it would depend on my mood for the day like that's i fair. i think I think I know. I think I know more recent Blink One Eighty Two stuff. Yeah. But Green Day was like my first, like that, like I said before, that was 
like what I like what really got me into this like genre because yeah. I listened to Green Day with my dad driving you know like when we go on trips like my dad would build spec homes on like as a side job and I would have to go and help just clean up whatever house he's building right and or I'd go and help them like stucco houses and stuff and when I was there they were listening to Green Day and like we'd go to the dump and drop off all of like you know the cement bags and all that stuff in the back of his like old beat up pickup dump truck thing yeah and that's I that's what I started was Green Day um, and then right after like came Blink-182 where me and friends would listen to him in and I was telling Zach this we would sneak into so they were really good friends in like fifth grade well they were friends throughout like school right um, we called each other almost second cousins because we had the same cousins but like I was related on the like my uncle okay and their aunt married each other sure so like yeah. not even blood we never did anything okay. with them I see what so we'd you know we'd be like oh we're almost second cousins cause we were you know 10 we thought it was fun yeah. to say but we would sneak into they had a boat and the side of their house and in in like the springs and fall not summer cause it was way too hot to do it yeah. we would sneak into like underneath the tarp and listen to Blink-182 Green Day Newfound Glory like some of those bands and that's kind of what that's how I got started with this music was first my dad and then doing that with them and sneaking in and just like listening to Enema of the State which has some like Dysentery Gary we would listen to that <laughs> yeah. one and be like oh let's hope she doesn't hear us because this like but yeah. we thought I was like oh this is so cool it's just the F word yeah but yeah back when you were a super rebel for that yeah yeah yeah, Green Day um, always reminds me of trying to learn how to ollie on a skateboard. I still haven't learned, but just trying to learn how to ollie on a skateboard. We almost did when we lived together. I found two, like we. I worked at a, a local park and rec, and we found oh, two. Yeah, that's and right. I brought it back up to school, and we couldn't skate. But it was a you know college you know apartment, and there was carpet. So yeah, we tried practicing right. ollieing. On, on the, the carpet, shitty carpet on the carpet because it was like okay like we can at least try to like get the movement down yeah yeah so and I still don't still think I it. ever all no. anyways but Green might Day be, reminds me it of, might be easier to do when you're actually writing but I I, 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 I tried for it I would say I would try every I tried every weekend for at least three months when I was like ten to try and just ollie that was all I was trying to do um, but like I feel like Green Day for mm-hmm. me was like skating like yes. when i was trying when i was trying to skate i should never say i was a skater but like when i was trying to skate it was always um it was always dookie i feel like that one was the big one uh-huh. for me and then yeah the um i would we would listen to my brother would put on songs uh when my mom thought we were asleep and listening she was listening to the tv so she couldn't hear us and uh we were y- way too young for it but like Green Day wasn't one of them, but it blink. It always reminds me of the. There was a Blink One Eighty Two live album. My brother would play the track where they um, talked as if they were the devil. Mm-hmm. There was like a bit of this live album where they talked like the devil. The, li- the live album. I, there were some <laughs> weird stuff <laughs> on that really live album. Stuff. But like I was young, like that was like 
elementary school, early elementary school for me. And he would play that, and then he would play Metallica Enter Sandman right as I was trying to go to sleep. Thank you, older brother, for all the psychological scores. <laughs> but, um, yeah. so, but So it's like, this is formative music, and they're still going. Punk's not dead. It's an attitude and a music that is has is going to survive generations. Like, for me, I think about how early punk started and how it, it just keeps going. Like, you got the Ramones, uh, I think, widely considered the first punk band. Um Again, we're not experts. I'm going off of my brain here, but let's like school rock. Is that what you're going off of? Because that's what I'm going off of. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, sort of. But like, I, I, I listened to another podcast about it, and they might know what they're talking about. I'm not sure. Um, But it's like Ramones, uh, basically the first, and then, but they didn't get super huge really, and then um, you got hardcore stuff that which inspired Metallica, and um, obviously Metallica far more metal, but like. So you, um, Metallica did a cover of a punk song. I can't remember which one um, that brought punk to light. Um, but even before that, uh, you had early Nirvana was like Kurt Cobain was like everyone should listen to punk. I mean, he was trying to beat punk and instead define a new genre, which yeah. was grunge. And so it's like that punk just you think it's gonna die and then a new generation comes up it's just the fact that uh it's a very teenage feeling very teenage feeling and each generation has made it their own so like for punk punk to me like my punk isn't isn't the ramones or the stooges or or any of those punk to me is green day and blink 182 and Thrice and Paramore and yeah, Yellow Card, Fallout Boy, like all of that is punk to me. Yeah, and uh, this new generation is gonna be some of them are Kenny Hoopla, um, and you know Willow's got uh, introducing people to punk, and and as much as we, as much as we hate to say it, you know you've got you've got like Machine Gun Kelly and yes, I considered. Having Machine Gun Kelly on here, I, I, in a, in a past episode, I don't even know to list. I, I'm probably the only one who knows this, but like in a past episode, I talked about Zach. You'll just re-listen. So this is to to to, to pass to pass Zach, to pass Zach listening to this. <laughs> no, I talked about this when I had a Kanye West song on. I can't remember. I, uh, oh, I do remember. It was the Face of Evil. It's one of the ones where he really plays up the asshole part of him but like i talked about it with with um him a little bit there's certain artists that are just that their personalities are such a turnoff that it's hard for a lot of people to get into it but there it's but it's like you do have good music and so i know you have you haven't yes i have listened to it because i um again um i was with um one of my really good friends, Dak, who's a rapper, um, he just released a new, um, a new single called Outlaw. Really, and recently, he really released, working on that manager. Yes, he recently <laughs> uh, released a music video called Pandemic. And um, the point is, is it was me and my wife, and then Dre, who I talked about with Angels and Airwaves, and Cody. Yeah. We were driving back from the Salt Flats, and Cody and Dre are like, "Hey, you need to listen to this album." And yeah. I've always been like, I just don't like. He just 
I, I've never liked him as a person. So I've never wanted like you know just listen to it. And I yeah. listened to the album, and the album was very good. But yeah, he's he's a hard person. He's a hard person, so it's to, hard to, to be yes yeah. to enjoy. So it's it's I I might I've considered maybe going through the album, but um, on here, but I didn't want to I didn't want to include him. Um, not a principle. No, not out of principle. Not necessarily out of principle. It's just like, not necessarily I'm, out of principle. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not against Machine Gun Cal- uh, against his music. I'm against him as a person. Yeah. And so it's like, do I want to? Anyways, this is a, this is a discussion that doesn't. Uh, what I was saying is like, um, these people introducing music into the newer generation, they're going to have a different de- definition of punk, but. It's still punk. I, I'm not against that. I try never to be the person who's like, that's not, that's not rock and roll. Rock and roll is what I listen to. Like, I feel like I heard that so much growing up that I was like, I never want to be that when I'm old. I always want to be able to appreciate, even if it's not for me, I want to be able to say that is, that is music. That is, yes. uh, if you say that's rock and roll, maybe it's different than when I grew up, but it you know i can see how it's rock and roll almost like i, I, I was saying where like punk is a genre in the 80s and early 90s but it's also an embodiment of like of genres in what you're going with and like that teenage angst yeah is punk Anti-establishment, anti-establishment, teenage angst, teenage all angst. that. I mean, I feel like those those two things really define punk for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're gonna have a quick ad break. I've never announced it before, but we're gonna do that real quick, and then we'll be back. Okay, coming back from the ad. I, that was a great ad for up, all man. those listening. You have definitely never listened, heard it. Um, <laughs> you should. Do what the ad said. There and... you go. Good job, Brady. Here's your here's your dollar that Thank I you. owe you for that. Thank um, you. Do I get a percentage from Cody since I'm his self-appointed manager? A percentage of zero is still zero. You know what? That's the same price I'm getting paid with Cody, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we... Okay, so as I end every episode, I want to do one for my wife. Um, me and my wife always try and like we don't have the exact same taste i mean nobody has the exact same same taste in music um but um as i'm exploring this one not as weird but some of the podcasts have been like some weirder songs that i i get it they don't seem to, to mesh like with the is that what you're saying what i mean like i mean like some songs i'm like going really far out that i like talking about artists that have very not many people know about and like i get it if nobody's into it yeah. and like i get it that my wife's not into it that's yeah. totally fine so i always want to include something at the end that's like here's a song that my wife likes yeah um because she's my wife and i love her i guess uh, yeah that makes sense um but uh in the theme of punk natalie's and, also my best friend so yes she's uh their best friends and not me and brady uh yeah, yeah well i'm best friends with your wife and Kayla. So, um, anyways, the <clears throat> what I what I went with, um, and the theme of punk's not dead, and like we've been talking a lot about pop punk and emo. Uh, we're gonna listen to the middle by Jimmy Eat World. I get that it's not like new or anything, 
but this is very quintessential of that time period like for sure i feel like i've heard this at any dance i went to it's not a very dancey song but it's such of the era and as well talking about my first concert i heard this song at my first concert because jimmy uh, e world opened up for that for the green day oh that, that tour. is a fantastic yes. concert so, i am so and jealous it was, it was, it was during it was during the the um the futures album oh, so like okay. you know you have you have the middle and the sweetness came i think is the album before mm-hmm. yeah. and then you have got like work pain you know some of those great songs that came that album and so yeah jimmy Eat world also a great band um so we'll, we'll listen to a classic one i know that my wife loves this one so uh let's play it right now and then we'll end the show hey, don't write yourself off yet it's only in your head you feel that's out Jimmy World, uh, an absolute classic. Um, I just remembered our friend Megan Nebaker. Mm-hmm. Whenever we went to open mic nights, she would always do "Hear You Me" by Jimmy World. Um, yeah. I didn't think about that before, but um, it was, which is also a great song. I mean, Jimmy World in general, they're fantastic. Um, that whole first album, I I remember listening. I think I'm. As, okay, I had mentioned it while the song was playing, not while we were talking before. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate sometimes. Um, but the Bleed American, that song, I remember thinking that that was so... I was I was such a bad rebel boy for listening to that because it had the word blood in it. Okay, time out real quick. Uh, what did you say that you were? A, a bad rebel boy. A bad... Okay, just wanted to make sure that everyone heard that calling himself a bad rebel <laughs> I don't. I don't like this. I feel attacked. Um... Okay, I mean, why shouldn't you skip this one? Because it's fantastic. fantastic. I I can't even think of like good reasons of of like specific reasons, but it's just a fantastic song. Um, All about like, it's something that you always need a reminder of. Um, It 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 feels like every time I listen to it, there's a specific situation I think of. It's just like, it's just the middle of you're in the middle of it right now. It's gonna get better. Just take some time. It just takes some time, yo. Nope. No, nope. sorry, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> forgive me. Um, well, that was you. worse than Bad Rebel Boy. I think. Thank you for having me on today, Zach. Um, I appreciate it. And for sure. When do I? When, you, when do I get the money I for? Just, I told you, um, because your mom pays me to be your friend. Okay. It's it's a reduction in rate, and she your allowance is increased. So it'll be a bit delayed, but it'll come through like next. Okay, so I'm not getting the money. I'm just a reduction. Well, your allowance. You remember how she pays you an allowance as well, like still, even though you're a grown man with a job. Um, that'll be increased slightly based on the rate. Of, oh, okay. 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 I understand. I understand. I understand. Okay. It's, she said it was an accounting thing. I don't know. <laughs> she's got to go, go through HR to make sure the accounts are all set up. Yeah. No. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, your mom, my, my former roommate. Yeah, <laughs> if nobody's heard about that, I lived with his mom for two weeks because I didn't have an apartment. Okay, let me just—he uh, lived at my parents' house in the basement. He right, didn't with, live with my mom. With your no, I lived with your mom. 
Uh, no, yeah, you should clarify. <laughs> clarify that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was in the basement. I think I saw her uh, as I went down to the basement and yeah. said, good night. Good night, Debbie. And then I don't even see her in the morning. Anyways, uh, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. If you ever about. see us in real life, ask about the time that my Zach had asked. Um, see if my mom was dead. So, yeah, well, that that's a story for another time. Story for another time. Um, yeah, it was fun having you on. Um, we can definitely do this another time. Uh, uh, we'll figure it out. But um, it's good having you. It's good to hear your responses to being a deadbeat manager. Um, have a chance to defend yourself. Okay, so of. one last time for all those who um, haven't had the chance. Um, go to trolls.com, that's T-R-A-L-S-E.com, to see any of Cody's new music. Um, they have links, if you have Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, to his um, debut album, Quarter Life Crisis, or some of his newer singles that he's been releasing. Um, I think he's planning some, he's wanting to get some shows going, so if you're ever wanting to find out more, go to trolls.com, you can buy some cool merch too. Nice. Very also, nice. It sounds like you're an actual manager. Yeah. I was about to ask you, I don't know if you're going to say this now, but you also uh, help out, well, your family, I guess, is does a account called Invocation? Invocation. A, a blog? Yes. So we do a travel blog. Um, a tra- it's more of like a travel Instagram. We okay. do a blog. Um, it's invocation.com, at invocation on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Okay. Um, where we, we just like traveling. We travel all over the world. Um, my dad works for an airline, so yeah. we travel standby all over. I work for a hotel, so we we just love traveling and experiencing new things. So go check that out as well. Uh, good. Past Zach. <laughs> I guess Zach of the future would be listening. Zach in the oh, you're right. In Zach the in the future, future would be listening. Whatever the timeline, time travel movies are always confusing. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't. Kids, do you go back in time if you kill Hitler? Was Hitler already dead, or does it change time? Like, I don't... It doesn't mean... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I thought I understood, and then Endgame came out, and I cried and didn't understand. I, not... I didn't cry because I didn't understand. I didn't understand how it worked, and then I cried because, you know, it's... Endgame. And also because you didn't understand because you're a dumb little boy. Um. Okay, anyways... Dumb little rebel boy. I would love... If anybody else wants to come on the podcast and be verbally abused by me, that would be fantastic. Um. Okay. Thanks for sticking around, music nerds. Uh, that was is. Can't call them nerds. Are you sure? I, I don't know. I, I may be wrong. I thought I started out with calling them music nerds, but if then they again, stayed, we are nerds. So I think you can't say. Yeah, okay, I mean, continue. I'm a music nerd. I'm just like my fellow music nerds. Should okay. I say that? Yes. Okay. Thanks for sticking around, fellow music nerds. That's better. Um, and yeah, go check out everything Brady talked about. I refuse to repeat it because it was too much stuff. But all right, bye.